0: before we dive in if you haven't already done so please subscribe to this the much better you podcast on whatever platform you use to listen to it as this will mean you never miss an episode plus it'll help other people discover this podcast too and hopefully improve their lives and not just because it'll make me rich and famous will Robinson. furthermore if you get value from this podcast please check out my book the much better you which distills down all the best bits of season one and then some bonus principles into a life-changing yet witty and easy to find follow- self-help book that rates five star on Amazon after selling about 300 copies so far. You can find it as physical, audio, or ebook by going to Amazon and typing in "The Much Better You," or by going to the MuchBetterYou.com website, where you can also request a personalized signed copy. Wow! Grab your copy today, for the Much Better You is waiting. I'm Romano Giorgi, welcome to the Much Better You podcast. This podcast packs life-bettering, easy-to-grasp principles into regular episodes. These life hacks are designed to improve your mental, physical and social health and wealth. Give it your full and undivided attention, for the Much Better You is waiting. Hello, I'm Romano Giorgi. Welcome to the first episode of season two, aka episode 11 of what was previously known as the 3 and 15 podcast, but is now the Much Better You podcast. Huh? I'm so very excited to be back. How's things with you? I hope you're doing really well. In the interest of honesty, I haven't had a great year since season one went out. My property investment projects have been really stressful, with various builders threatening us, or with planning applications not going through, or with my mum's house getting water damaged. So I've had a fair bit on my mind, but I've come through these things. They are back on track, and I actually think I'm a stronger person for it. As per this episode's main principle, I do really believe that as tough as adversity or discomfort may sometimes be, it does ultimately build greater strength and character in those who accept it, take responsibility for it, learn from it, and then push forward regardless. Researching, and writing my book, The Much Better You, also helped, as not only did it offer me a much-needed distraction, but I was able to put its principles to tested use in my own life. For instance, finding gratitude for all the good that was in my life, including my health, for instance, which, like most people, I would have usually taken for granted. Regrettably, though, I didn't give myself the time needed, aka I didn't prioritize it like I should have done to get season two of this podcast out sooner. But here I am now. Here's I've taken on board for this season two some, but not all of the feedback I got from those of you that follow season one. This includes, you may have already noticed that this podcast is no longer called the three and 15, as in three principles in 15 minutes. This is because as... Well, as my always running over the 15-minute mark, many of you suggested that I improvise more, putting out principles and episodes as and when they're ready, so that I can get more episodes out more quickly, you lucky, lucky buggers. But, and I must warn you now, my mind runs all over the bloody shop, so this podcast may well do the same, but I can assure you it is all gold dust nonetheless. A couple of peeps requested that I talk less about financial well-being stuff. Really? Do you not think that your attitude to money is key to your general well-being and mental fitness? Give that money lubricates many of the cogs to life's necessities. Plus, it helps you to help others. You can scrap that feedback. Sound effects seem to be very popular, though, so those will stay in. An anonymous person requested. Why not use AI to generate content for you before it takes over the world and destroys the human race? Who says I'm not? I show you! Right Someone also requested a less nasal voice. Oh, nudge, nudge, no more. Okay, so seeing as we're at the start of season two, I must give this episode a bit of preamble to set the scene for how this podcast is going to run and hopefully improve your life in some small or large way. There are two areas I want to touch on here before I jump into this episode's main principle. Uh, human motivation two. and human nature. As per the start of my book, The Much Better You, in case I haven't mentioned that enough already, if we were to better understand others and ourselves, we should start with the basic premise that we are are all just animals and that essentially one can boil down our motivations into pleasure or pain. All things come down to this. Yes, we humans have egos and self-awareness that complicate matters no end, but essentially everything we do comes down to our desire to achieve pleasure or our desire to avoid pain or discomfort. And studies have shown that avoiding pain often trumps achieving pleasure, but never mind that. Now, within these two extremes, we have some basic needs that have to be met. For instance, shelter, food, water, safety. Now, these basic needs sit towards the bottom of what is known as Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which one can picture as a kind of pyramid where the more complex human needs, such as belonging or fitting in, are somewhat in the middle of the pyramid, and self-actualization or self-fulfillment sit nearer the top. Now, I don't want to dwell on this here, and Maslow's is just one of many theories of human motivation and development. But when we know where someone approximately sits within this hierarchy, we will better be able to understand their motivations and so better be able to interact with that person. And of course, we will also be better able to understand ourselves and our own motivations. I bring this up here because I believe we all strive to reach Maslow's summit where we have healthy social interactions with others and self-fulfillment. So one of the things I'll cover over the next however many episodes is how we may better read others, improve our interactions with them and improve our own lives no end by striving to move ourselves towards the top of the pyramid where essentially you will no longer need to worry about pointless stuff such as what others think of you and all that kind of shite so that's the first thing i wanted to say second even though we are living in the 21st century we have not evolved beyond our hunter-gatherer homo sapien days of 200 or so thousand years ago this means that much of what we consider necessities now are not really compatible with what is good for us we are not designed for instance to have processed food let alone have it available 24 7 via i don't know delivery or just eat We are not designed to be sedentary and obese, and we are not designed to rely on smartphones to think for us. And is it possible that many of us associate fulfillment with doing tangible things? Because when we were hunter-gatherers, we went out and we did things. We hunted, we foraged, we explored new terrains. We are designed to survive. Perhaps, therefore, it is for this reason that being one with nature or exploring or doing challenging things is what many of us will associate with fulfillment. That said, while to improve in these areas, we should work in harmony with our fundamental nature. For instance, by trying to eat whole foods, drinking enough water, or by trying to do some form of physical movement or exercise. Unfortunately, our brains are wired to survive, not to be happy. I'll repeat that we are wired to survive. We are not wired to be happy. In order to survive during our caveman days, stress and fear were essential because we didn't want to succumb to predators in the wild. We had to avoid the poisonous mushrooms. But now fear or stress are not so nearly as vital to our survival. So as profound as this sounds, we also kind of have to overcome our nature in order to be happy. It's a balancing act between fulfilling good nature versus overcoming unhelpful nature. And Even though in moderation, these are still very useful traits to have, of course, excessive anxiety, stress and negative thinking are the human default for many of us, which we must strive to overcome. And as we cover in season one, these excessive traits often anchor to a negative past, an uncertain future or to things that are outside of our control. Indeed, the ancient Stoics pondered over this greatly, and it was Epictetus who said, just keep in mind, the more we value things outside of our control, the less control we have. So basically, the more we focus on outside events that we have no influence over, the more powerless and anxious we feel. And that's where this podcast mostly comes into its own, because I want us all to be happy or to live happy, fulfilling lives that will also positively impact on the lives of others. I want us to all realize that while we can't always affect outside events, we can always have power over our minds. And this is where all the magic is. Okay, let me dismount from my soapbox. In this punchy episode, I shall talk about why discomfort is good for you. So, unless you're busy pinching yourself because you just can't believe your luck that the Much Better You X Three and Fifteen podcast is back with vengeance, and that your favourite ever book, The Much Better You, is now available for sale online, sit back, relax, and plug in. This will feel a little weird. Welcome to the Much Better You podcast, episode eleven. Are you not sitting comfortably? When I arrived in Spain a week or so ago at the time of conceiving this principle, my wife and I were invited to her cousin's 50th birthday party. Now these guys throw legendary parties anyway, as so I was really looking forward to it. However, a day or so before the party, one of her cousins dropped a bombshell. She asked me to bring my guitar along and surprise the birthday boy and his 120 party guests with a song or two. Now, I play in a five-piece rock band called Leica. much of whose music I feature in this podcast, by the way. And so while I was previously accustomed to performing music live, our last gig was just before COVID. And only on one occasion in history had I ever played solo to a drunken mob and that was ages ago in Germany. And we all know that the Germans will listen to any old shite. So there I was, manically practising some songs in our house the day before, trying to sing with a voice that hadn't been exercised in over three years and giving my wife a massive migraine. And needless to say, I was nervous. With all my anti-anxiety and anti-stress initiatives that I touched on in season one, where I pretty much told myself, so what if I make a complete fool of myself? What's the worst that can happen? I was secretly hoping that a natural disaster would befall the party that would prevent our needing to go to the party. It's funny how... An uncomfortable prospect brings out one's creative imagination when it comes to the possibility of discomfort avoidance. Don't get me wrong, I didn't want anyone to die or anything like that. A broken arm or a targeted COVID outbreak would have sufficed. I'm no monster. But alas, no natural disasters or broken limbs. And so we attended the party at about 3 pm. And I was told that I would need to step up to the mark at about midnight as part of the birthday gift presentation ceremony. Needless to say, well, for me anyway, my appetite was diminished, and sadly for me, my attempt at drinking myself into a state so drunken that either I wouldn't care what the outcome was of the shit show, or that they would reconsider their request, all failed. The time came, and after checking too many times that my guitar was in tune, I performed the surprise song for Juan. The song went well, and the near-emotional Juan and his very generous guests responded very positively with cheers and rapturous applause. Why do I bring this up? Because at that very moment, I not only had survived what I considered to be an uncomfortable situation for myself, but I had gained new confidence and belief in my own abilities as singer and a musician. I stretched my comfort zone and pushed my boundaries further out into the unknown. I felt ecstatic because not only had I found a rejuvenated passion for my music, but because I felt that I had bravely conquered a fear that a few years earlier I would have probably done anything to avoid. And perhaps most significantly, a realization had washed over me that all the practice, discomfort, and strife I had put myself through beforehand was absolutely worth it. Needless to say, I savoured every moment of the rest of the party. Now, I'm not telling you to take crazy risks and jump off a hundred metre cliff into the sea like James Blund did, but. Willing to be uncomfortable in a situation where deep down you know the outcome is going to be a benefit to you is good for you because it means that you are growing. It means that you are learning. It means that you're not allowing what may be an irrational fear to hold you back in your pursuit of fulfillment, of accomplishment, of achieving challenging goals. If you always stay in your comfort zone, however, how will you be able to grow as an individual? When you were a kid, for instance, learning to ride a bike, it was only in your willingness to overcome your discomfort that you were able to conquer your fear of falling because you knew the benefits of riding your bike outweigh the fear of the struggle to get you there. All this despite and what I said in the preamble about our instinctive bias being more pain avoidance than it is about gaining of pleasure. True growth is about overcoming this bias And how else will you be able to learn from your mistakes unless you're willing to make mistakes? How else will you be able to increase your emotional resilience against future unknowns unless you're willing to build up your emotional reserves now by throwing yourself into new experiences or challenging situations? Now, I could just ask OpenAI ChatGPT to generate a list of several tips of how one should strive to be uncomfortable for the better. But given that AI is going to take over the world at some point soon anyway, well, according to most podcasts I've been listening to, I'm going to, to try and keep this podcast totes organic. Let me in. I just want to be friends and make your life much easier. Leave me alone, AI. I want to use my brain for this one you i'll be back when you run out of content i'll be there waiting in the shadows Ha <laughs> back off ai where were we oh yes here's tips on how to push your comfort zone some questions what is it that drives you what is it that fulfills you what area in your life do you feel that you're not quite firing on all cylinders in Did someone at work say something to you that you or others found offensive, yet the prospect of challenging them was too daunting? Have you always fancied yourself as a lead guitarist in a punk band, but you dare not audition for fear of not being good enough or of being ridiculed? Have you got an amazing idea for a new startup, but you're too afraid to invest your time and your money into it for fear of failing? Well, guess what? These are normal emotions to have. But do you think Sid Vicious or Elon Musk just sat back and allowed the discomfort to win? Oh no, they stepped up to the mark. And so can you. Okay, so perhaps you don't need to be as reckless as Musk and throw all your money into one high-risk thing or fatally dabble as enthusiastically in recreational drugs as Mr. Vicious did. But there are incremental things you can do to make things happen, such as... Challenge yourself to say yes the next time someone asks you to do something that, as daunting as it may seem at first, deep down you know you have the skill set to achieve it and that their request aligns to your sense of purpose and worth. Take five minutes to make a list of your ambitions, aspirations or goals in life. Really think about the things that will bring you true or the most fulfilment. Perhaps you crave a, a career change or, or you wish to learn a new skill. Now take another five minutes to make a list of the simple steps you think it would take to achieve these goals. They don't need to be big steps. A first simple step may well be to try something just a once initially to overcome your discomfort or fear. And perhaps then a second time to get an idea of whether or not you actually enjoy or draw fulfillment from that thing or a weekend evening or part-time course in whatever career or skill it is that you wish to learn perhaps or why not as the mindset mentor podcast suggested recently dedicate 30 minutes every day for the next 30 days to learning a new skill that will make the next level possible for you i don't care how busy you are you will find 30 minutes in your day if you really want it as your skills build up so will your confidence and at some point you will need to make that first uncomfortable plunge Perhaps it's an interview or an audition or an open mic night or it's placing an order in French to wait, I don't know, in Paris. Or why not push yourself to challenge that offensive person at work in a sensitive and reasonable way that doesn't undermine their ego? It's only by pushing it ourselves in these uncomfortable situations that we will only grow into better more confident and skilled versions of ourselves but we will also live more exciting rich and fulfilling lives where we don't stagnate like a stinky pond in some dead person's garden are you not sitting comfortably congratulations you made it to the end of the first episode of season two of the much better you aka episode 11 Thank you so much for listening today. I really hope you got some value from it. If you did, please remember to subscribe to this the much better you podcast on whatever platform you use to listen. And please do check out my new book, The Much Better You, if you haven't already done so, as I've poured so much into it into it and I have had so much wonderful feedback already. You can find it by typing The Much Better You into Amazon or by going to the muchbetteryou.com website. And finally, as is tradition on the Much Better You podcast, I shall leave you with today's final thought. Please have a think about what this means to you and share your thoughts on the Facebook the Much Better You podcast group, as it may spark some useful discussions that, as happens in the group time and time again, has given great value to others and helped them. For remember, the greatest fulfillment in life comes from being of service to others. And so the final thought is action without thinking is idiocy but thinking without action is anxiety i repeat action without thinking is idiocy but thinking without action is anxiety thank you so much for listening i'm so very glad to be back have a wonderful day and an epic life until when next we meet